When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. Well, hello there, friends, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you are listening to episode 166 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. On today's show, my guest brings you eight minimalist style tricks to help you save money, reduce clothing waste, and look your best. It happens to the best of us, right? We fall for the trends. We assume that if a new style looks great on a mannequin, or if that adorable new top looks great on the model in the advertisement, it must be exactly the item that we need to transform our wardrobes from frumpy to va-va-voom. <laughs> but before we know it, we find ourselves staring at closets that are overflowing with nothing to wear. Before enacting a capsule wardrobe in my own closet, I definitely chased the styles. And looking back, I realized that that's because I had no style of my own. I still don't, by the way, but that's another story. <laughs> I let the fashion industry tell me what I liked and what I needed instead of the other way around. My guest this week is style coach Kim Hancher. Kim is a huge advocate for not running to the mall and not running to your preferred website to buy new clothes. Instead, Kim argues it's about being intentional in choosing what to keep and wearing the heck out of what you already have because it's also less about staying up to date with trends and more about using your existing clothes and accessories in optimal ways. Now, before we get right into today's interview, a quick piece of housekeeping. My good friend and my previous podcast guest, Rose Lounsbury, has convinced me to join her on a live Q&A webinar in which you, the people who attend, can literally ask me anything and I will do my absolute best to answer coherently. It's going to be super interesting, that is for sure, and I'd love to connect with you all on this live basis if you're interested. So if you're interested, you can register via the link in this week's show notes. The live webinar, the live portion will happen on Thursday, February 25th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, but if you are unavailable at that time and you want to watch the replay, which I know is going to be incredible, <laughs> go ahead and sign up and you will get the replay straight in your inbox. I'm really excited for this. I've never done a live webinar before. I'm also pretty darn nervous. I hope to see you there and I hope you'll join me. Enjoy my conversation with Kim Hancher. 
Kim, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really thrilled to talk to you about your minimalist style principles because I have zero style (laughs) going on in my own closet. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. Let's start by you telling my listeners who you are and what you do. Great. So I'm my name's Kim Hancher, and I'm a style coach. So I teach women how to dress themselves. So I differ from a stylist in that I actually want you to learn so you can go out and do get yourself dressed all the time every day uh, rather than having me or someone else shop for you. So I do this using really kind of three pillars, um, a capsule wardrobe, um, knowing your body type and how to dress that body type, and incorporating simple style principles into your everyday dress. So let's start with your first principle, which is the capsule wardrobe component. Why, in your opinion, are capsule wardrobes important? And I ask that because as a minimalist, you know, in the minimalist sphere, Capsule wardrobes are all the rage because capsule wardrobes eliminate the unnecessary. But as a style coach, you must love fashion. So how does a capsule wardrobe fit into your love of clothes? Well, it is a way to simplify life. So I can't tell you how many clients come to me with a closet jam-packed and claim they have nothing to wear. While capsule wardrobes are a component of being a minimalist, you can have multiple capsule wardrobes. The beauty is you have these eight basic pieces and they can plug into your your capsule wardrobe for winter, your holiday capsule, your summer capsule, your capsule for the tropics. So it's it can give you a ton of variety, but it's still the the reason I think they're so important and valuable is they simplify getting dressed in the morning, saves you time. You don't have to think about it. When you know you're in winter, you're dressing from your winter capsule. You go in, you pick your items. If it's curated properly, you know every single item in there matches with everything else. So you're good. No more frivolous shopping. You know what you have, what you need, what goes with what. So you're not going to buy that kind of one-off item that you're never going to wear because it doesn't work because you know. And you know when you're dressing from your capsule that you're always going to look good. So it's it's a way to be effortlessly stylish, and my clients love it. Hmm. What would you say to listeners who are listening right now and are saying to themselves, mm, I don't think so. Capsule wardrobes just sound way too constricting for me. What would be your rebuttal to that? Uh, that. That is not true. You can create a capsule wardrobe for everything. So when I work with clients in their capsule wardrobe, we build it out. We start with our basics and then we choose a color palette. And from the color palette, we add their layers and the patterns and all those sorts of things. So let's say we choose for you a green, pink, and blue color palette. Okay. So that's your green, pink, and blue wardrobe. We can also then curate and develop a a, um, color palette with red red, blue, and and white. That's another capsule wardrobe. So you don't just have to have one. You can have multiple. It can be based on colors and seasons. And it's a way to freshen up things inexpensively because you are using mostly the same pieces. Obviously, we have to change some out based on seasons and where you live um, as the basic pieces, your, your kind of essential pieces, your 
you know, your white top and your, your jeans and your black pants and your black skirt and your black blazer, those things are kind of move along with you from capsule to capsule. So you can have as much variety as you would like. So I have clients who start, this is a great way to start when you're like, I have nothing to wear. I can't figure it out. We build a capsule from your closet. We go in, we dig through, we find those pieces, we build just from your closet so you can practice and start. I have clients who change the entire way they dress without spending a dime. I love that. I love not spending a dime. <laughs> and looking better and feeling better. It's all about feeling too. Like it's you feel better because you understand how to put things together and how to wear them and what goes with what. Hmm. I've done episodes in the past on capsule wardrobes, how to actually create them. And so that's not what I want to talk to you about today, even though it sounds like you have a lot of really good tips in that regard. What I really want to talk to you about is the style principles that you bring into your coaching business and impart upon your clients. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is your sweet and spicy combination. Talk to me about that. What on earth does that mean? Sweet and spicy. It sounds like I don't know, chicken or something. <laughs> Sweet and spicy in your closet. So I think of it as a recipe. So you've got that perfect recipe of a little bit of something spicy and a little bit of something sweet, and you kind of find that perfect balance. So that's what we try and do in our outfits. So this is by far my most useful and popular of all the principles that I work with my, you know, when I work with my clients one-on-one that they, and I think they have the most fun with. So it's an exam it's it's a way to to combine something that's maybe a little conservative and a little edgy. And the reason I use sweet and spicy is because what you think is conservative when I think is conservative maybe two different things. So it's just kind of a more generic term of, you know, something that you think is conservative, something you think is spicy, so something you think is edgy and mixing the two. So for example, you can have kind of a conservative corporate black dress and you don't know how to wear it outside of uh you know your annual work seminar that you have to go to every year but what i encourage my clients to do is add an edgy couple of items so a cropped leather moto jacket and or big bold earrings the pair of booties and maybe some tights with texture so that creates a totally different vibe And it also is interesting to people that see you because it's unexpected. You would expect this conservative dress with a string of pearls and some flats and some opaque tights. But when you add these different elements, it makes it interesting. So on the flip side, if you have a dress that's a little shorter, plunging neckline, lacy, something that's a little extra vavoom, if you pair it with pearls and, you know, maybe a pair of flats, just see how it changes it up. And makes it look like a totally different outfit, gives it a totally different vibe. But you will see if you try and incorporate this perfect mix in every outfit, it just makes for a more interesting, polished look. So your your examples that you gave had to do with, you know, dressing up. But I'm assuming that the sweet and spicy style principle can be applied to your everyday jeans and a shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. Outfits as well. Yeah. So take your jeans. So jeans and a t-shirt. Okay. So you've got, let's say it's a baggy t-shirt and, you know, just your regular skinny jeans. So add something that is 
edgy to it. Like if you feel like the t-shirt is kind of conservative because it's baggy, it's not fitted, it's not tight. Um, add a big, bold pair of earrings or a really like a statement necklace, excuse me, some kind of funky shoes or, you know, tennis shoes are all the rage right now. Bright color tennis shoes. And it totally changes the look of your outfit from just, you know, the white jeans and a t-shirt and your Keds. I don't know. Does anyone wear Keds anymore? I don't know why that came out, but um, (laughs) just your white tennis shoes and you've elevated your look. And you're really, you're just going to the grocery store. You're just going to to pick up, but you feel better. You feel like, oh, this is an outfit. You've done nothing. You've added a fun necklace. You you put on some shoes that you may not have worn with that outfit before because, oh, that's my, that's my, you know, conservative look. So I'm not going to mix anything that's kind of fun or edgy with that. So it's really just mixing those things. Kim, I think you just changed my life because I'm looking down at what I'm wearing today and I have no spicy. I'm all sweet and actually sweet would be too nice of an adjective. It might be all like <laughs> frumpy. I just need to add some spice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it. So let's move along because this is killer stuff. Neck and waistline. That's your style principle number two. Neck and waistline. What on earth does that mean? Uh, what most women are trying to achieve is that hourglass shape. So that curvy in and out shape. And we don't all have that. So while we don't all have it naturally, we can trick the eye with some of these some of these style concepts so that others and even including ourselves think we have it. So it's important to create that kind of, you know, curviness to have a V shape at your neckline. So the V shape can be achieved with your, you know, if you have a, an Oxford on, you have it unbuttoned, that creates a V. You can, if you have a crew neck t-shirt on, you add and you simply add a necklace that drops down, creates a V. You can add a scarf, tie it around, have it drop down a little bit, creates a V. A cardigan, just like your old traditional old grandpa cardigan, do one button, you've created a V. So anything along you know, those lines that creates that shape that kind of draws you down. And then when we get to your waist, it's important to show your waistline. So the, we can do that with a belt, um, doing, tucking something in, and it does not have to be a full tuck. It can, but you can also do just a loose front tuck. You can also purchase items that with the style of the dress. So for example, a fit and flare, it comes in at the waist naturally. There are blouses that have an elastic band, and I don't mean like your frumpy grandma, you know, (laughs) uh, elastic band, but there's some really cute blouses now that have that elastic at the waist. So it's loose and blousey up top, but it's fitted at the waist. So what we're doing is drawing the eye in and creating that hourglass shape. We're drawing the eye down and in, and it creates that hourglass shape. Now. I have the number one issue with my clients is their tummy area. They want to, they don't feel comfortable. They want it hidden. So oftentimes their solution to that is tenting it, just putting something big over it, no belts, no tucking, nothing. And it looks worse. It's better to have some sort of shape there. So these, these elastic blouses and things 
are genius for them. A, a loose front tuck, genius. Because you're just creating a little tiny, I'm showing a little bit of my waistband, but it's really loose. My stomach's not going to be exposed. My blouse is loose and covering, but I've shown my waist. So I've created a shape for myself instead of tenting everything. Hmm. I love that. But I have a question, which is that I feel as though what's in style right now is like loose and baggy tops and shapeless, I don't know, shapeless long sweaters and shapeless long cardigans. And it seems to me as though those clothing items just create one long line with no shape, no hourglass. So who are those styles right for? So you are correct, but a lot of that it does create that, that no shape. Um, so those are created. A lot of that stuff is for models for people that are, you know, six, one and, and weigh 120 pounds. So it, that's the problem with fashion is it doesn't, it's not created for kind of, you know, the every woman. So that is my focus with my clients is to create, help them create their own style. So yeah, you can wear, you can buy that big cardigan and, and, and wear it. But what's important is to have it open and underneath have some kind of tuck or shape or something. And so that you have it open. Don't just, you know, cover the whole thing up and, and again, tent everything. You can add a belt if you want. And then if you really do love that shapeless look, go for it. But what I challenge my clients to do is to try these concepts, these style principles, and see and look in the mirror and see what they think. See what they think looks better. And nine times out of 10, they go with these these concepts, these style principles, because it looks better. And so it, it also, this is the beauty of these. It allows you to kind of figure out what trends work for you and what don't. You don't have to be a part of every trend. Yes, that's so true. I do not need to have 16,000 <laughs> long to the floor shapeless cardigans, which is my go-to because I live in New England and it's cold and I want to be warm. But you're right. It's not doing anything for my shape. So thank you for... I'm learning so much. Let's move on to number three, which is, it sounds so minimalist, this principle, have white space in your outfit. Tell me all about it. So this is a really simple one, but any design, any piece of art, there's always white space, any good piece of design, any good piece of art, there's white space. There's just nothing there. So we need to create that in our outfits and it's simple to do. So, you know, unbutton, a, you know, unbutton another button on your blouse. So just create some white space with your skin. It's really showing your skin, you know, V-neck. Um, push your, if you have a sweater, push your sleeves up, roll your sleeves up on a blouse. I have a client who wears her uniform. You know, I work with my clients and we try and find them a uniform and her uniform is Oxford shirts and joggers. And I have, so when she was first wearing them, she was buttoning everything up. So I'm like, all right, we need to, let's create some white space there. All she does is do one simple roll with each. She adds a fun bracelet and it looks totally different. It looks so much better, but she's just added some, a break from all the fabric. 
That's easy. I love that tip because it's easy. Anybody can push up their sleeves or add a bracelet or unbutton a button and create white space instantly. So thank you. All right, we're moving on. I'm sorry I'm going so fast, but there's so much content here. I really want to just get it all. High to low price mix. I'm guessing what you're going to say is that in our outfits, we should have um, a variety of price points. Is that what the high to low price mix style principle means? Yes. I am a huge believer that your outfit does not need to cost thousands of dollars to look good. I'm not about fancy. I'm not about big labels and designers. It's not my thing. Um, I understand if it is, if so, if you're into that great, but I'm not. And I think that you can still look great at a reasonable price. Uh, that being said, sometimes we have these, you know, higher end items that we think that we can only wear with other higher end items. And I disagree. So if you have an expensive sweater or pair of slacks or blouse or anything, I encourage you to incorporate it with your Gap jeans or your, you know, J. Crew t-shirt or whatever else you have. So the whole idea is, you know, and then on the flip side is having inexpensive things that you want to look elevated. So mixing it with your good jewelry, you know, wearing the the H&M blazer that you bought that's super trendy, but you want to wear it to a corporate meeting, mix it with your good jewelry, mix it with your expensive silk blouse, like mix the high and low items for the elevated look. And it really can just be one item that kind of takes you over the top um, when you're doing a high low mix. But it's important. It's it, And it's so easy to do because and it, it's forcing us to also wear all the things that we save for special events. And if 2020 has taught us anything, it's wear the stuff now, do the stuff now, do, you know, whatever it is, do it now. Go get your fancy earrings that you're saving for that special event. Put them on with your jeans and your t-shirt. Yeah. And I feel like you're giving me permission right now to break my designer handbag, the one that I have that I never, <laughs> never use, and just break it out and wear it with pride with my sweatpants as they go to pick my daughter up from preschool. Absolutely. Yes. And you will feel different. You'll be like, oh, check me out. I got my bag. I'm dressed up. You know, do a little front tuck in your sweatpants, <laughs> put your bag on, and off you go with your bad self. Oh my gosh, I am in love with you and with this conversation. I'm going to I'm going to do all of that today and I'm going to report back and let you know how many um side eyes I get at preschool pickup. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I love it. We're moving on to style principle number 5, which is to include something notable. Tell me about it. So again, this is another easy one. So this is just a, adding a statement piece. And oftentimes for me, it's jewelry or a purse. So you're going to add your statement piece today too, you know, it's just something that stands out. So big, bold, fun, earrings, necklace, whatever. You put that on with jeans and a t-shirt and people are going to compliment you on your outfit. Today, I got these really cool. I just had a, a big birthday and a friend of mine sent me these, they're brass and leather earrings. They're so cool. And I had the, I have a white Oxford on and a black cardigan and these big earrings. And I'm in the car because my kids are, 
we're lucky they're back in school, but it's this whole, like, you can only drive to drop them off and pick them up. Anyway, I'm in my car. No one can see me from the waist up. One of the moms rolls up next to me and says, you look so cute today. All she can see are my earrings. So it's just something that people will take note of and comment on. It can be a cool sweater, fun, funky shoes. It just is something that people notice and they notice how cool that is. And so instantly the whole outfit is cool. Like you look so great. That's such a cute whatever. And it can be a number of things. But again, it's encouraging everyone to dig in their closet and pull out those things that they never use and throw it on with your your t-shirt and jeans. Put it on with your conservative dress. Put it on with your sweatpants. <laughs> well, what I love about your tips is that the something notable could also be the something of a high price point, right? Like we could combine these style principles so that you're doing them all, but you're not just randomly adding stuff to your outfit to check off the style principles. I'm going to ask you all about the importance of alterations after a quick word from this week's sponsor. The Sustainable Minimalist Podcast is supported by Charlie Banana. There are so many benefits to cloth diapering. In addition to their eco-friendliness, they also save money in the long run, like thousands of dollars or more. Plus, Charlie Banana has an incredible money-back guarantee. If you're not satisfied, donate your diapers to a local charity within 14 days of receipt of your purchase, then send Charlie Banana your donation receipt for a full refund. I've always tried to be more eco-conscious by cutting down on waste, and with Charlie Banana, it's easier to waste less. The best part? My daughter wears them every night and loves how soft they are. I want you to try Charlie Banana for your little ones, so I've worked out an incredible limited-time deal for my listeners. 31% off your first purchase. To get this great offer, go to charliebanana.com forward slash minimal and use promo code minimal. For 31% off, that's charliebanana.com forward slash minimal with promo code minimal at checkout. The podcast is also supported by Junie Essentials. Think you've seen it all with bamboo toothbrushes? Think again. Introducing the Juni brush made by Juni Essentials. This bamboo toothbrush has a handle with a smooth, luxurious finish and soft, tapered bristles that get in all the hard to reach places. There's no need to compromise between sustainability and quality. I have been using Juni toothbrushes now for three months. I have never been happier. And Juni wants you to experience the joy of bamboo toothbrushes. All listeners get 20% off during the month of February with promo code MINIMALIST. Go to juniessentials.com, click shop, and enter the code at checkout today. That's J-U-N-I essentials.com with promo code MINIMALIST at checkout. All right, Kim, we are back and I want to talk to you about alterations. I will say right off the bat that I do alterations all the time in my own life because altering my garments means I don't have to purchase more. So it's an incredibly eco-friendly habit. But talk to me, why in your line of work do you advocate for altering 
existing garments? A couple of reasons. Um, one is it gets you the best fit and it looks better. Like Alexa Chung, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's a UK based clothing designer and she has a TV show around fashion and, and she had a model dressed in a suit. She pulled the audience and said, do you think the suit was $75 or $2,000? And everyone said $2,000. Well, guess what? It was a $75 suit, but she had it altered to fit the model perfectly. You can take clothes, even inexpensive clothes, make them look better, make them look higher priced because they are, they'll fit you properly. Also, the thing that changes oftentimes in style is the length of things. So, you know, uh, long skirts are in and then next thing you know, short skirts in. And sometimes it's just an inch or two above or below the knee. You can have it altered and you extend the life of a garment just like you do. You know, it's it's eco-friendly and because you don't have to buy anything else, you're still in style because all you did was take that hem up. And then there's just some things that don't fit our bodies properly. Like there's no way that these companies can create clothes to generically fit all of us. It's just not possible. We all have really different shapes and sizes. We all are different shapes and sizes. And for example, I have very broad shoulders and long arms, but a small waist. So when I buy blazers, I have to size up and then I'm swimming in the middle. So I have to get it altered in the middle, but it fits my arms and and shoulders properly, but I have to have it altered in the middle. So find a good tailor and use him or her frequently. Don't be afraid, even if it's a low-priced item. Yeah, I would totally agree with finding a good tailor or seamstress and using him or her all the time. If for anybody listening who has never had a garment altered before, know that it's not expensive. You're putting money back into your local economy, and you're, at the end of the day, creating a garment for your body so that you feel better in it, you love on it more, you keep it longer. It's a win for everybody. All right, we're moving right along. I have two more style principles I want to talk to you about. And the first one is to consider your feelings when you're getting dressed. A lot of my listeners are women. We have a lot of feelings surrounding our bodies and um, our clothes. So how do feelings come into play as a style principle? So it's one of the first things I talk to my clients about. What do they want to feel like when they put their clothes on? Do they want to feel confident? Do they want to feel sexy? Do they want to feel uh, super fashion forward? Do they want to feel, um, you know, whatever, successful, whatever the feeling is, then that's how, that's the feeling we're going for when we get dressed, when we choose clothes, when we put things together. If a, something you put on doesn't give you the feeling you like or want, you need to get rid of it. I cannot change that. No style principle, no tucking, no accessory can change it. That that blouse makes you feel frumpy and old. It needs to go. So it's important to understand the feeling you want to have when you look in the mirror when you get dressed every morning. It's really important because that's that's my whole premise. Like I want women to feel confident. I want them to feel good. I want them to leave the house happy and ready to take on their day because we have so much to deal with as as women and moms and during the day and to start your day out feeling frumpy and defeated. No. 
So this is one of the things that I have my my clients work on when we're getting rid of things in their closet. And, and just a quick touch on that too, because I know um, that's a big thing um, that nobody likes to do is clean out their closet. So what I have my clients do, and it's it's over a period of time, is when they wear an item in their closet and they put it back, they wash it, dry clean it, whatever they do with it, they return it to the closet, hang it backwards. And for like a month or so, go through and do that with each item and don't return to an item with the, with, uh, that's with the hanger hung backwards. Uh, this does a couple things. It gets you wearing more of your closet. So we wear 20% of our closet, 80% of the time. So we're, we're exploring that other 80%. And then you're really going to figure out the items that you have in your closet that do not fit your lifestyle with your capsule wardrobe, with your feelings, because those are the pieces that you're going to save to the very end. And you cannot, for the life of you, find something to match them with. You can't, you can't make it work. Those need to go. And so it's an easy way to clean out your closet. Thank you. That was so helpful. I've heard the hanger trick before, but I've never tried it. So I, you have given me the motivation to actually try it myself. <laughs> The final style principle I want to talk to you about today is how to pattern mix. And the reason I want to talk to you about this is because my listeners write to me an awful lot about how they're afraid of having too minimalist of a wardrobe, too many beiges, too many whites. They want to add some spice, some flair into their wardrobe, but they don't want to overdo it. So how on earth do you pattern mix? So this is an advanced I call this my advanced style principle, but I think I think you're ready. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I th- I don't I don't know about that, but hit, hit me with it. Okay, so my big thing is start small, start simple. So the the here are the the big tips. You want the patterns to be different scale. So one can be small, you know, a small little pattern, and then pair that with a big bold pattern. So different scales is very important. In terms of colors, I have my clients start with black and white because we know black and white goes with each other. So put on your big polka dot black and white skirt with your small horizontal striped t-shirt. Start with that stuff and just see and explore and play around. Then as you get braver, choose patterns in the same color scheme. So again, let's say we've got a a floral blouse that's got lots of greens, pinks, and blues. Then you want to pair it with maybe a blue striped pair of pants. So you've got your floral top and your striped pants. So, but they're still in the same color scheme, right? So you still know, okay, this goes, this works. And then you can branch out from there. You can work with um, like classic colors that we know together, go together like red and navy blue, pink and green. So then you're totally, you've got like, totally different colors, totally different patterns, but you know, those colors work together. But if we're incorporating everything with our different scales, our different scales of pattern and the color, we've practiced our color stuff on the way, or excuse me, our, our patterns with our simple colors and built up, then you can kind of pair anything, any pattern together with anything else. As long as we know the colors kind of go and we've got the different scale. Kim, When I say you might have changed my whole outlook as I think about my clothes and my wardrobe, I wouldn't be exaggerating. This conversation was chock full of A-plus content. 
where can I and my listeners get more of you? So I'm at, um, my website is kimhancher.com. That's H-A-N-C-H-E-R. And I'm on Instagram, Kim Hancher, simple. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I will link to your Instagram, to your website in this week's show notes. But again, thank you so much for imparting your style wisdom on me who has zero style. I really appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I love being here. I so hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kim Hancher. I have linked to all of her goodness in this week's show notes, which you can find at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 166. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that if you want to learn more about how to create an eco-friendly capsule wardrobe, you should check out yours truly's new book. (laughs) There is an entire chapter on how to create a capsule wardrobe that is minimalist and sustainable and showcases your assets. That link is also in the show notes. Now, very quickly, we have a quick eco tip. It comes from Greta. Greta listened to my interview with Callum McGugan. I believe that was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Time is just flying by, but it was the episode all about intentional personal development. She heard me say in that episode that I don't like taking out the blender and I don't like making smoothies every morning. She wrote to me and said, I feel the same way, Stephanie, but guess what? You can make a week's worth of smoothies on a Sunday and then freeze them. And I thought to myself, holy moly, Greta, why didn't I think of that? I am so all about meal planning, doing a lot of work on Sunday so I can relax, chill and all cool all week. Why did I not think to do that with my smoothies? So I'm giving you all Greta's tip because if I didn't think about it, chances are you didn't either. So I hope that helps you if you are also on this smoothie train. I will be back on Thursday of this week for another edition of The Real Life Sustainable Minimalists. Reach out to me anytime. I'm putting my email in this week's show notes as well if you want to chit-chat. I will see you on Thursday. Stay home, stay healthy, and take care, my friends. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.